Hello, welcome to the Loney Show. I'm your host, John Loney. In this episode, no regulars, because reasons, as always. As for our guest, he's from Bulgaria. He's currently in Los Angeles. He is, professionally, self-published author, inspirational speaker, bliss coach, and hostilistic well-being expert. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Martin Christoph. Hey, Peter. It's wonderful to be your guest. Hello, everyone. Thank you for... Great. Thank you for... So, how... Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, how's life? Ah, life is amazing. It's getting better each and every day with its up and downs. Like what I like to call the Dean Park of life. It's like a roller coaster, you know? Just uh, you learn to enjoy the ups and downs as much as anything else. Yes, absolutely. And have you been up too much recently? Uh, <laughs> I don't know if there is a time I'm not up too much. Yeah, yeah, definitely up too much. And I don't know, I guess it, it, it depends what you mean by up too much, but it, in what it counts for me, yes, totally. Ah, all right then. So, so tell me about your journey that you're on right now. How did you get here? Uh, how did I get here? <laughs> followed a lot of a lot of uh, weaving paths. It's been it's been definitely a journey. That's the simplest way to call it a hero journey. Uh, how do I get here? Oh man, it's it's hard to to follow back the the steps, but there are some definitely some particular moments that shifted my the trajectory of my life though otherwise would have been very different. So very, uh, during college, I stumbled upon a very interesting book. I don't even recall how, called Propaganda, that I highly recommend that everybody reads. And that kind of like, not awakened awakened me to certain realities, but rather brought up to my awareness certain things that I intuitively were aware of, but have no evidence for like actual to way to validate in a sense i was feeling these things within myself but after reading this book it was like wow okay so i haven't been crazy all my life so to speak (laughs) and from then on the, the the journey of inquiry into into different subjects went on and here i am today you know following different rabbit holes ah Yes. I ask myself the same thing. And turns out, it's good for me. So, how many books have you published so far? Uh, I've, I've published one book in, in digital format. And I'm actually working on what I call my Magnus Open at this moment. A book that actually uh, <laughs> is going to go really deep on most, of, most fundamental challenges men face throughout their life the questions they have and it's pretty much the same for women as well but it's obviously our male perspective is very different from how women go through life and the challenge the the unique challenges that they have to go through and how they go about them Mm, nice and how, how long have you been working as an inspirational speaker for uh, ever since I know myself, but for the last six years, 
for sure. Like I've always been uh, coming from a place of empowerment. It's something that has always been natural to me to always, no matter who I spoke to, a friend or just a stranger on the street, just to empower them, to encourage them, to like add value to their life, to see that there, there's greatness within them, even with, before I had any concept for or under deeper understanding into the infinite potential that every human being has within itself that can be developed into wonderful and magical expressions in the world of which we have great examples, whether it's Da Vinci or uh, Mozart or any, you know, highly gifted and uh, talented person who has contributed to the greater good or whether it's culturally, whether it's philosophically, whether it's, you know, politically in any shape or form. Oh yeah, absolutely. Where do you see yourself 20 years from now? Ah, where do I see myself? That's a very, very good question. I, I thought yesterday because of days of uh, coming to an end of the year, I like to go deep into reflection and analyze like uh introspecting on how my life has and my life have unfolded the year and so on and uh, i'm getting into a phase now where i'll be entering my 40s and it's a very good point to start reviewing back life and i'm actually attending a meditation retreat for coming soon for for a week while i can have the time and space to really go deep and granular on all these things. But where I see myself 20 years from today, probably doing the very same thing, but not located in LA, located in a place where it's a lot more nature and just kind of like, I won't say wild and free, but definitely not in a big city for sure. So that's the, the simplest way to put it. <laughs> but obviously there's a lot more details to that, but yeah. This yeah. away from the big city, away from the noise and the busyness and the pollution and all that, and rather, you know, somewhere where I can run naked if I wanted to, or like have no light pollution so I can see the sky as is, and so on and so on. Yep, absolutely. If you were given 500 acres of land, what would you use that land for? Well, that's a great hypothetical question, my friend. And first, I would say it depends where it is, <laughs> because you know it's all context and definitive. So, if that land was, you know, some perfect place, uh, depends. Part of it will go to farming, obviously, to to create and produce food. The other one will be for recreation, like to to grow depending on what it originally is or how it looks like at the moment that it's given to me maybe uh you know if it's grow some trees or create like a really part of it create like a natural environment that is not used but it just it's a nice lush garden or some space like that and another space and again context is definitive so if it's in the middle of a city or close to a city have a like a playground and just again it has like if you give me a specific context of where it's located then i'll give you i'll have a better idea of what i would do with it and that would be the the best way to share it because one thing i would certainly do regardless of where it is is that 
I'll make it accessible or share it with others, right? It won't be like something that I hold on to selfishly for myself. Yes, absolutely. If you were hosting a dinner party and you could invite five guests who are either dead or alive, who would you invite? Who would I invite? Well, there's a lot of interesting folks that I would invite. So one of them, I would say, hey, there's, there's a lot of ideas, whether it was a real person or not, or fictional character that I cannot speak of. But there was this great enlightened master that lived many, many centuries ago was, that is called or known as Hermes Tres Magistus. That would be my first guest to invite. Another one will be certainly Jesus. Another one I would love to have uh, is my spiritual teacher and uh, who is no longer amongst us, Paramahansa Yogananda. Then another one would be most likely Pythagoras. And why don't we throw also Da Vinci in the mix because he was a very, very interesting uh, person. Mm, fabulous. That's a very good guest list. Certainly won't be anybody from a recent time. Yes, absolutely. Would you rather speak all languages or talk to animals? I'd rather neither. I'll tell you what I would rather do and what something you can actually do for yourself, obviously. <laughs> it, it's the type of practice you need to learn is, is very different. But what I would learn and focus on and so it's part of my uh, new habits to implant and uh, develop or abilities to develop is thought transfer. So meaning that I can read your thoughts and I can send you my thoughts so we don't even have to make noises with our mouths and I can do the same with animals and it doesn't matter any creature that has consciousness I can do the same with so that's what I would do I'll go directly to source because words one way or another are insufficient way to communicate but if I beam you my idea as it is and I don't have to express it through words then obviously you're gonna know exactly <laughs> what I have in mind yeah absolutely if someone wrote a book about you, what do you think its title would be? Unconventional. <laughs> that would be the, the simplest way to put it if it was one word. Or, yeah, something of that nature. Unconventional. Or like being comfortable, being uncomfortable. Some, something, of, uh, something of that nature. But it will have to do with leading an unconventional life and not buying into others people believe or mainstream or what I call popular prescriptions for for happiness and what the meaning and purpose of life is something of that nature yes indeed if you could get anything you wanted for free from one store for the rest of your life what would it be? Everything I wanted for free from one store, man. That's an interesting question. I, honestly, I would think what would be the most useful thing I can, as you said, get for free 
for the rest of my life, I would first examine what is something that could be useful for others. Because honestly, I'm, I have everything provided for me. I don't, I don't live in a, in a world where there's lack in my life. I have abundance. Point being is what would be valuable for others that I can request on their behalf so I can use, you know, make that available to others for me, for myself, honestly, if anything, it just, just literally more, I cannot yeah. even think of anything to be honest with you, like material of that nature, like a, a physical object or something of that nature. A lot of the things that I would like to see more of in the world, they don't anymore sell them in the store. Nowadays, everything is uh, very, uh, let me put it this way, uh, very, very insubstantial. There's no aesthetics anymore, no quality, just this design obsolescence, so to speak, that everything made is almost useless the moment they put it out on the market. And I, I'm a very minimalistic person, so I cannot even think of something that I would love to, you know, if anything, you know, it's something that I do on a weekly basis or the one place, I won't call it a store, but I go to the farmer's market and I think it would be awesome to make the farmer's market free for everybody or free in the sense of like having for people to have access to fresh, well-grown food that is nutrition and nutritious and healthy. I think that would be a great benefit because the food system in our world, modern societies is very, very disturbed and broken in many ways. So I think that would be a, uh, something that I wish that because, you know, here in California where I am access to fresh seasonal fruit and vegetables and plants is, is, is a plenty where in other countries, in, in the Northern Hemisphere, that's not necessarily the case. So that would be something that I would like to see for others. Nice. What are some things that are okay to occasionally do, but not okay to do it every day? Oh, there are many things that one can engage with that are beneficial temporarily. A lot of things, including pain. Right. So, you know, most of the things worthwhile in life that would are game will require some pain or some discomfort at first. So anything I would say that makes you discomfortable is is the way to go, because it's the object is the way for for real transformation and discovering anything of value in this world, nothing worthwhile comes handed to you. So anything that would expose you to discomfort on a regular basis so you can desensitize yourself towards it would be the way to go. But then there's the other aspect of pleasure, something that I personally like, that I do occasionally, but I definitely don't recommend on a daily basis, is smoking cigars. But that would be my, from the pleasant perspective certainly smoking cigars yeah indeed what place would you first travel to if you could magically teleport hmm. where would i travel to what's on my list probably 
probably somewhere. Oh, there's a very interesting place I recently discovered in the in the South Pacific Ocean, out in the middle of nowhere. It's called Nan Gadot or Madon or so something of that nature. It's a megalithic city in the middle of the ocean. It's quite amazing. It's uh, it's just an like a, an island that has amazing buildings that were left there very long time ago made from solid rocks and just it's it's quite amazing that would be the first place i would love to visit it's quite mind-boggling what what has taken place there and it's just yeah that'll definitely be one of those places because normally getting there it's kind of a bit of a pain in the ass so i would say that would, that would be a good choice yes fabuloso What's one thing that puzzles you every time you think about it? That puzzles me? That puzzles you, that really confuses you. Oh, something that puzzles me. Hmm, good question. What is something that puzzles me? I guess the one thing I would say puzzles me, but more of like, because I, ha I have a much deeper understanding now, but what puzzles me is how committed people are to their to sustaining their misery and not doing something about it. Like, why are they not looking for ways to solve their problems? Why they're so attached to their misery? That's the one thing that really bothers me or puzzles me because... At the end of the day, one of the main things that drives me is just empowering, inspiring, and educating others about how to live up to their fullest potential and, again, live a, holistic, live a life of holistic well-being. And what I see out there in the world is that so many people are so committed to their misery that they cannot just let it go and choose something better for themselves. That's what keeps puzzling me. How, <laughs> why people are so committed to mis being miserable. Like it's, yeah. it's, it's a hard sale for me or a pill to swallow. Yes, absolutely. What is the best way to stay motivated? Uh, the best way to stay motivated. Well, I would say transcend motivation. Because motivation can only take you that far. You need to have a very strong why uh, to persist with something that requires effort. I don't care what it is. You have to have a very strong why. And usually it's something that's outside of you. Meaning that if you focus only on you, it's very selfish. And that fuel, that ambition won't take you very far. But if you, your reason is beyond you, and it has to do with maybe helping your family, loved one, something that you care, some cause that would that would keep you motivated, no matter how steep the climb is. Yes, fabulous. Who was the funniest person you've met? No, oh, the funniest person I met, actually, at least to me personally, it's funny. Is uh, Sasha Baron Cohen. He's he's an actor that plays very funny roles, and he did Borat movie and some other ones. One one day I run into him, and I, I like I normally 
you know, not normally, but I don't get uh, how you said uh, starstruck or something like that. I'm not like one of these people that ask people for autographs or take selfies. But when I saw him, because he definitely makes me laugh for the characters he plays on screen. I was, he, he was with his wife in a local hotel here. And I was like, hey, Sasha, I love your movies. So he without anything, he just you know, did a character for me. So it was very funny. Like he all of a sudden took on a character and like did a little skit for me. And that was, that was very, very, very fun. Oh yes. Sweet. That's pretty cool. Yeah. What is the one thing you can't live without? What's the one thing I cannot live without? Oxygen. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but I'm learning <laughs> but I'm learning how to but I would say the one thing I cannot live without for more than five minutes at this point is oxygen so yeah oxygen yeah would be a good or air you know nitrogen and oxygen oh yes absolutely can't imagine what, what the world would be like without oxygen well be a different world there still be a lot of life but different Definitely different expressions of life. Yes, different specimens, they may say. Yeah, specimens, just different organisms. Oh, yeah. Where or what do you not mind waiting for? Uh, I think that's a big challenge for everybody nowadays, right? With the immediate, like, whole kind of like, you know, have it, have it in the moment you want it, this immediate gratification culture that consumerism is instills upon people well honestly everything worthwhile in life is gonna take a while just how the system works and what i mean the system is how the universe is designed anything that's worthwhile is gonna take a moment doesn't matter if it's a baby or a tree to grow and bear fruit and anything like that this you know there are analogies all over or all around this so i for the, for the main part, you know, the journey I've committed to is a long-term journey and I don't mind waiting for it. And when I say waiting for it is to, to what my call to reach the state or level of enlightenment or to be in unity with the whole of the universe by expanding your consciousness beyond your limited self to encompass the whole of creation, whatever that actually is, right? Hmm. Yes, very good. What app can you not believe someone hasn't made yet? <laughs> I don't know. Every day I get surprised, but yeah, I, I don't know something that nobody have thought of in a sense thought of yet in the sense like nobody thought that somebody might need that or they had an issue with it. I, I honestly don't know like nowadays there's so many millions of useless things out there this whether it's an app or a product or a service there's all this just ubiquity of nonsense things that don't really need to exist or somebody's wasting their time but at the end of the day you know but through that experience, they're learning a lot to really focus and understand people's needs, pain points, and so on. And uh, honestly, I don't know. I don't really engage with many apps on my phone. Me and my phone or mobile device have a very, very special relationship. Usually it's always on airplane mode and I have few apps and that's about it. 
I, I generally speaking, do not spend a lot of time looking at my my phone or playing with apps, you know. So I'll be the last person to actually like have any inspiration or thoughts about apps. It's just something that I, you know, sit down and think about or like anything like that nature. But what would be ideal, which I would love, however, when and how would that be possible? We'll reach a state when that is, but I don't think it's going to be in the next century or two is to have a, just like a voice recorder app, but an app that records your thoughts. So you don't have to speak. You don't have to type it in. The moment you have a, a flow of ideas, the device captures it for you. That would be very valuable for me. Now, how it's executed, that's a whole different, <laughs> whole different challenge. But that would be, I think, an app that everybody would like to have, especially if they have productive and valuable thoughts. Ah, that's actually, that's a good idea. If you could host a talk show, who would you have on as your first guest? A talk show? Let's see, who would be my first guest? Well, I'd love to have many different guests. It just depends like what the talk show is about. But given what I'm interested in, my first guest probably would be Sadhguru is an Indian mystic and spiritual teacher. I would probably like to have the, him on my show to speak about the type of things that I'm interested in, most likely, or some popular politician, I guess, if it was for controversy or just for the sake of getting people to listen to the show, probably I'll, I'll, I'll invite over uh, Donald Trump. Hmm. That okay. Would, uh, rise up some bras, and we can. I'm sure we can have a <laughs> very insightful <laughs> conversation about many topics. Oh yes, absolutely. Would you sleep? Would you rather sleep on the wall or sleep on the ceiling? Hmm. Good. Good point. Well, probably on the ceiling, but then. Yeah. Then. It would be probably it would be best to be able to sleep on the walls because I feel there are more walls than ceilings. <laughs> then again, I don't know. Like I sleep on a flat surface, so from that perspective, it doesn't really matter. Like whether it's on the, but I've had a out of body experience when I was a child, so maybe sleeping on the ceiling would be because that's what the experience felt like. Like a, sleeping, you know, on or being attached to the ceiling and looking downwards. So maybe that would be, <laughs> yeah, I know that would be my choice. Like, yeah, to sleep on the ceiling. Yeah, me too. Oops. Oh, perfect timing. Yeah, apologies for that. That was my afternoon nap alarm. I forgot about ah. that. Ah, very good. What kind of music do you often listen to? The music I often listen to or generally listen to is uh, what my one might call like house and trance and uh, just music with positive, bright composition and message. Anything that just literally brainwashes me to positivity, so to speak. So, 
anything light, rhythmic, positive, empowering, inspiring, everything like, and I normally don't listen to music because I like my silence and peace, but when I ride my motorcycle because it's too loud, I, I do crank the music up in my helmet. So usually it's something like that. Hmm. Fabulous. And that is all we have for this episode. It's great having you on, Martin. Talking about your works as a uh, self-published author, inspirational speaker, bliss coach, and hostilistic well-being expert, and discussing a lot of things. It's been great. Yeah, no, it's been a wonderful interview and great questions. Stane, thank you for this insightful, insightful questions. It made me think about things that I don't think I've, I've recently or like sat down and talked about. So that was very, very enjoyable experience. Thank you. You're welcome. And until next time, stay tuned for more.